the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I own Simple Pin Media, which is a Pinterest marketing agency based out of Portland, Oregon. And we help manage our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also have this podcast where I teach you all about how to DIY your Pinterest marketing without feeling overwhelmed. So first, before we jump into today's episode, make sure you sign up for my Simple Pin email that comes out every every single Wednesday. It's packed full of quick tips that won't overwhelm you. And many of you have told me it's your favorite email of the week. And guess what? It's my favorite thing to write every week as well. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash email. And when you sign up for the email, you will get a free Pinterest planner that I created in conjunction with Tailwind. All right. So today's episode, just recently, I pulled my free Facebook group. And if you want to join that, it's simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook. And I asked for suggestions for my podcast editorial calendar. I create my calendar every six months because I don't like to get too ahead of myself, especially since we're dealing with a social media platform. Things can change super fast. Hello, hashtags. And we want to make sure that we are relevant with what we're putting out in the podcast. But we also want to make sure that they aren't too timely. So you won't listen to a podcast that's six months old and it's not relevant anymore. Everything that I cover, I want to be solid tips that can stand the test of time on Pinterest. Like it's really foundational. So many of you had great feedback for me. And there were five main categories that I asked my Facebook group about because I really wanted to know what are the topics that y'all want to hear about. So number one was advanced Pinterest. And that was the one that most people wanted. I'm not really surprised. But that was how to take it to the next level when you felt like your machine is up and running, you're doing well, but maybe you've hit a wall or a plateau. The next one was site optimization. And this was probably the second most requested. And that was like how to find out more tips for SEO optimization, heat maps, and how to really hook in the Pinterest traffic when they come to your site because they're so bouncy. The third one was hearing more about the Simple Pin business. So what I plan to do with that is interview various people on my team about what they do, like my trainer and my team lead manager and a team lead and my educator. So really giving you a little bit of behind the scenes as to how Simple Pin runs so effectively because yes, it's just, it's me, but I have a big leadership team of nine people and then a total of 35 people that help work on the Simple Pin team. And nobody is full-time, everybody's part-time, but as Simple Pin grows, maybe we'll have some full-timers, who knows? Client success stories, I am super excited to incorporate this. We have some awesome testimonials and they are not the get traffic fast kind of stories. They are the, these people put in the hard work and this is what happened over the long haul type of stories. And I love to tell those because I think there's a lot of stories out there that are the get traffic fast, get impressions fast, grow super fast. And what I find and hear from people is that are those are actually really discouraging stories. And people feel like, man, I just feel so discouraged by them. 
And so what I want to tell are those stories of people who have put in two to three years worth of work and what has ended up happening, because I think that's a very telltale sign of the platform. It's not a skyrocket to the top platform. It is a long haul platform. The last is Pinterest basics. Many of you who listen are still so new to Pinterest marketing. In fact, when I speak at conferences, I'm still amazed by the amount of people who feel like they have no idea how to use Pinterest. And I get it because when you go to conferences, especially big conferences like Social Media Marketing World, the talk is so much about video or bots or or AI, all of that kind of stuff, which is the sexy social media topics. But there is these great platforms like Pinterest, and I would even say LinkedIn, that are kind of shoved to the side, but they still hold a lot of value. So I know that there's many of you that just need basic tips. So I'm going to incorporate some of those throughout the next six months as well. So no surprise, again, that many of you wanted advanced topics for Pinterest, specifically what you do when it's not working. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to give you five action steps of things that you can do when you feel like you have hit a wall, when there is nothing working, you've tried everything else, and you're just ready to throw in the towel. So I want you to listen to all five of them. And I will guarantee that some of you may have already tried some in my list of five. If that's the case, wait for number five and then make a decision about how you're going to order these action steps. And so there's a lot of going back and listening to some previous episodes. And the reason for that being is that is what I said in the beginning. I record episodes that kind of stand the test of time. I mean, they're not going to be relevant like 20 years from now, but they're going to be relevant hopefully a year from now still. So there's some good, basic, solid information that I want to get out to people and that I want to keep telling people to go back to because it is foundational tools that you can have for the platform. So just know that there will be a little bit of homework in going back and listening to old episodes because there's awesome information in them. Not because I recorded it, but because it teaches you how to get better at being a Pinterest marketer. Okay, with that, action item number one is your images. So the current image size, and I'm recording this at the end of March 2018, Pinterest has said is 600 by 900 and now 600 by 1260. That is considerably shorter than what many of you have done with the long vertical images. Pinterest has said in their creative guidelines that they will be cutting off at 1560. But just this week, we heard lots of reports that drop that back to 1260. So just know that the longer images are being cut off and they do not have the words expand more. They just don't. So if you're making your super long image and it's getting cut off, you might want to consider changing up what your images look like. You don't want them to be busy. You don't want them to have really heavy text, but you want them to be to the point and to pique people's curiosity. So if you have not changed up your images lately, you might want to change them up and then A-B test. And I have episode 86 That is the podcast where I talk about how to A-B test. So you're going to listen to that and then you're going to follow up 
with episode 72. And all of these you can find by going simplepinmedia.com slash 86 slash 72. And 72 is to figure out in Pinterest analytics, the patterns of which images maybe get impressions and impressions are they just saw and which ones get clicks or repins. So you have something that's super high in impressions, but not taking action, you want to ask why they're not taking action. And if you struggle with images, we also have another great episode that I I didn't pull in for this. I just thought of it just now, but it's capturing the pinner's attention. And so if you just go to simplepinmedia.com slash simple dash pin, I think it's simple pin podcast, just Google that simple pin podcast images, you'll find it. And Cassie gives us some really solid tips for creating just really great, basic, simple images. And what we find is that those really do work best. They're not cluttered. They're easy to look at. They have very simple words, easy to read text. And what I've been doing is I've been looking at um, billboards. I talk about billboard advertising a lot, but I've also been looking at buses. And what's really funny, we live in Portland. So there's buses and we have the Max, which is like our train that goes throughout the city. I've really been looking at what they put on the side. And there was one the other day where it was talking about, um, it was kind of a provocative one about clear cutting. And it had just clear cutting equals X. I don't even know what it was. And it was so fascinating to me. And super, super side rabbit trail. My parents actually grow trees and they grow trees to help reforestation. So I took notice of it, especially more because my parents are in that business. But it was a very provocative title that I'm driving down the road. I have three seconds and that's all I got. But if I would have seen that on Pinterest, I would have grabbed it. Um, Another one of our clients, she had this great post about why women should shave their face. And she didn't have a Pinterest image yet. She had a Facebook image. And I told her, I was like, you need to get a Pinterest image with just that text on it. Like why women should shave their face. And she had a picture of herself with shaving cream on. I'm like, that is so fascinating. I would be, I would click on that so fast because I'm so curious as to what her reasoning was behind why women should shave their face. So So using these statements, that don't take up the whole image, that really hooks a Pinterest user in. So just know that your images are like your front gate to how people begin to interact with your pin. Are they going to click on it or not? Are they going to repin it or not? And if you struggle with images, please ask for help from somebody. Please ask for feedback. There are Facebook groups aplenty. You can ask in my Facebook group too. Put your image in there and just say, can somebody give me feedback on this? And there are a lot of helpful people in my Facebook group. There's 10,000 people in there. They're happy to help you. And I know people will give good feedback and I know they will, they will be kind because we don't allow people in that group who are not kind. We kick them out real fast. So if you feel like you don't have anywhere else that you can go, please ask in our Facebook group. We would love to help you. Okay, so that's number one. Work on your images. Okay, number two, keywords. You've got to get smart with your keywords. And you can go back and listen to episode 35. And we have a checklist there for you to download as to where and how you keyword on Pinterest. You do not keyword stuff because Pinterest will quickly, they're going to figure that out. So write natural sentences with your keywords and that they're in your pin description 
They are on the blog. They are either in the, the alt text or if you have tasty pins, it has the Pinterest text box now. I have that. You can put in your Pinterest description in the Pinterest text box. But please, please, please make sure that you have a keyword rich pin description. This is how your people who are searching for the type of content that you are have created are matched up with you. This is how these smart feeds are developed for each individual person on Pinterest because we each have a smart feed. We each have things that we like matched up with the boards that we have on our profile. So make sure your board names are keyword appropriate as well. Not appropriate, but you know, they're they're keyworded. They don't have dates in them. You know, like 2018, 2017, like take those out. But look at what people are searching and make sure you go back to listen to episode 35 because we're going to talk about how you do that, looking in the guided search box. And so I know already that those of you who are super advanced are like, okay, I've done my images. I've done my keywords. Okay. I would still suggest that you change them up just a little bit to see if you see any type of change and watch it for like six to eight weeks. Number three, you've done the keywords, you've done the images, leverage your audience. I cannot tell you how powerful your audience is to share on your behalf. In fact, I went back to one of my old, old newsletters that I had written a couple years ago, probably 2015. And I had talked about Pinch of Yum was on Pat Flynn's podcast. So it's Lindsay and Bjork. And they were on Pat Flynn's podcast and they were talking about how they realized they were getting a ton of traffic from Pinterest, but they weren't actually using Pinterest. Their audience was. Their audience found their content so powerful that they were already sharing it on Pinterest for them. This is what I want your audience to do for you. So a couple ways that I do this. One, in my email is probably the number one place that I remind my audience to one, follow me, because sometimes we just need to have people say, follow me on Pinterest. Number two, I tell that I leave a link, a pin it for later link. In fact, Michelle talked about this extensively in episode 68 when we talked about affiliate marketing. And I have been, I signed up for her emails. I've been following her lead. And I love at the top of every, every email, she talks about the post that you can go see it on the blog. And then you can pin it for later. And she's left a pin link there. Sometimes people just need to know where they can save it for later. So I've been trying to do this with three of my podcast episodes every single week. I will say to go back and listen to the three podcasts I want people to listen to. And I will leave the link of the pin on my main simple pin board. Now, I don't look around for the pin that has the highest traffic on it. You can do that if you want. My goal right now is just to get into a habit of just leaving the pin link in my email because we get into these grooves and we forget things, which is, it's super easy to do. I do that as well. I hear somebody say, you should do this. Yes, I should do that. That's such a good idea. And I never do it. So my whole goal is just to get in the habit of doing it, just to make it a habit. So that's number two. Number three is you you wanna have your share buttons and you wanna make sure your share buttons are on mobile. So if you have not taken time to look at your site on your phone, you better get hopping because Google just made an update. They're going to prioritize AMP pages, which are mobile, accelerated mobile. 
I don't know what the P stands for, but all that to say what people see on mobile, it has to be mobile friendly. So making sure that your, I have social warfare for my share buttons and they scroll with the person. They're not obtrusive. They just are right there. So if you need to share it, there you go. So just make sure that those are easy to see. I know some of you have them custom coded in and they look very much like your site and they're hard to find. That is something that you might want to fix because you want people to be able to share. The other thing you want to do is you want to talk about in your posts about Pinterest boards that you have and talk about how they can follow you on Pinterest, especially if you have a really high traffic post already. You're getting a lot of traffic from Facebook or from YouTube or from Pinterest or wherever it is. Make sure that you remind them just to pin it. You can then cross promote on social. I really like this as well. If you have a high Facebook audience, which who knows if people do these days, but if you do and you're getting a lot of engagement to just remind your Facebook audience that you are also on Pinterest by reminding them, hey, follow me on Pinterest. I'm sharing blah, 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 blah. Let's say you're going into Mother's Day and you want to highlight your Mother's Day board. Highlight your Mother's Day board on Facebook. If you want to do it on Instagram, Instagram is really, really tough. We have access to a lot of people's Google Analytics. And I will tell you that getting traffic from Instagram is really hard. You get engagement, but engagement does not always translate to traffic. So even people that we see with hundreds of thousands of followers get more Pinterest traffic than they do Instagram traffic, which is very interesting to us. The one way I've seen it work on Instagram is if you have the swipe up feature, which you can only get that if you have over 10,000 followers. So what I've seen people do is they highlight something like a recipe. Um, Kimber from Easy Family Recipes is fantastic at this. I, I'm going to talk to her more about this and hopefully get her on the podcast because she's just been a genius at highlighting these recipes. And at the very end, she has a swipe up to pin for later. So genius. So that's a really great tip that I want people to take away. If you do have an active Instagram audience, leverage your swipe up to get them to pin stuff for later. Okay, so number four is to find your KPIs, your key performance indicators, and hit them totally hard so that you can maximize all of this. So I want you to go back and listen to episode 87 and download the KPI worksheet. So many of you got talking with this episode, you were inspired. Some of our clients ran surveys, people tried to figure out where they were going to focus, trying to figure out their KPIs. It was really good. In fact, I feel like we need to have a further discussion about this episode, because it was so inspiring to so many of you. So just take 30 minutes after you listen to that episode and list your KPIs. And I would highly encourage you not to put page views on there. We talk about that in that episode. List your ad income, product sales, affiliate income, email signups, conversions to services. My KPIs at SimplePin are not at all tied to traffic. In fact, I probably check my Google Analytics maybe one time per month just to see what's going on with Pinterest. And I check it that one time per month when I do our big data analysis for our clients that we do once a month. And I just recently created a new dashboard to really dig into what the ROI is on Pinterest traffic. And so what we did was we said, okay, maybe an average session is two cents 
per session that you could make two cents off of affiliate income or whatever it might be, how much would your Pinterest traffic be worth if that was the cost? So this is going to take a little bit of time, but once you get it dialed in, you will be able to make better decisions. I was amazed when I went through, did my KPIs and then did my data dashboard. I worked with Lane of the project booth. She was amazing. She helped me go through and see even where my lowest profit margins were. So where I was spending a lot of money. And even though I had a service that was really, really expensive, I thought that was going to make me the most money. And I only had like an 18% profit margin. And I didn't want that. I wanted higher, of course, because when I have a higher profit margin, I'm able to invest back into Simple Pin and into my infrastructure. So Definitely listen to episode 87, find your KPIs and really focus hard on that and how you can maybe update any posts that are getting a ton of traffic from Pinterest to make those have the maximum impact for you. And I may have stepped up on my soapbox in episode 53, where I talk about page views versus income. I'm sure I might have made some people mad with that, but I was really passionate about that. Um, So go back and listen if you want to listen to my soapbox. All right. Number five and the final action item you can take. So if you have tried all the things I have just listed, this is your final action item. Take a break and just be okay with the results. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and I'm not saying you need to stop pinning. And I'll tell you why in just a second. In one of my early episodes, I interviewed Kristen Doyle from Dine and Dish, and she's a very, very longtime blogger. And she talks about why she took a a step back from Pinterest when it just was not making her happy and it was totally stressing her out. So go back and listen to episode 15. Yes, way back there. And go back to your why. Why did you start blogging? Why did you create a product? Why did you start using Pinterest? And really figure out what your goals are with social media and maybe for you, if you haven't done this already, you can outsource it so it's not stressing you out. And if you do want to outsource it, I know I talked about this in um, a recent podcast as well about hiring a personal Pinterest advisor and how to hire. If you are going to outsource it because Pinterest is stressing you out, you need to actively make a decision that you are going to be okay with allowing somebody else to steer your Pinterest ship for a little bit so that you can focus back on something else. Because, and don't just hire anybody. Be super smart about who you're going to hire and then let them do the work for you because their creativity and their excitement for your brand might just be what you need. And this is not a plug to like hire Simple Pin or whatever. You can hire whoever you want, but just be smart about who it is so that you feel confident in their abilities and you trust them to know everything about Pinterest, to have your best interest in mind and know your brand so that you can take, you just take a step back, honestly. Sometimes we become we spin ourselves up into little thing into a ball. In fact, I had to do this recently when I was trying to navigate the courses versus services um, side of my business, which is always a big tension for me. In fact, I'm going to talk about it in an upcoming podcast. But I had to really make some hard decisions that were were tough because I saw what everybody else was doing. But what everybody else wasn't doing wasn't what I needed to do. I unfollowed a lot of people on social media. 
I stopped, I unsubscribed to a lot of emails because I realized that a lot of those things that were coming towards me were telling me to do something that just didn't feel right for my business. And so I just give you full authority to just take a step back if you need to. So if you are frustrated, make a list of one thing you're going to try this month on this action item list. And maybe you go straight to number five and you're like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to hand this off today. I just need a breather and maybe I'll revisit in six months. That's a great idea. Whatever you're going to do, decide the one thing, take action item on it, and then give it a little bit of time, like maybe six to eight weeks, and then evaluate, did it work? Did it not work? And if you need to add in something else, do that. So I'm reading the book, One Thing by Gary Keller right now, and it's really, really good for me. And I'm focusing on what's the one thing that by doing that one thing, it's going to make everything else easier. And right now, Pinterest scheduling is super low on that list. It's not my one thing. And I give it maybe an hour per week. And for me, the one thing is getting our data dashboard implemented and our promoted pins beta tests up and running. I know once these things are up and running, they will release a lot of other good things. And it's hard to put the work into that instead of something that maybe gets me like a quick fix, like Pinterest scheduling because it feels done. But I know that that will result in a greater income down the road. So take 15 minutes after you listen to this episode, jot down what you're going to test if you feel like nothing's working, and then just set one thing for the next six to eight weeks. If you need to not read any emails, if you need to not read my email, I'm totally cool with that. Like, don't. If it's going to stress you out because I'm giving you too many tips, which I hope I'm not, but I give you full permission to just unfollow or unsubscribe and just focus on the one thing, and then later add it in down the road. So let me know what you think. You can hop over to simplepinmedia.com slash 95. That is where you will get all the show notes. And we don't do show notes as a transcription. We do show notes as a blog post. So if you know somebody that's more apt to read than they are to listen, then go ahead and send that to them because they might find some really good things. I'll list the action items in there, the things that you can do or that they can do so they don't have to listen even. But you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 95 to get more information. All right, that's it. I hope you guys can find something that works for you. Those of you who are advanced to take action on and I would love to hear more about it. So comment on simplepinmedia.com slash 95 so I can hear all about what action you took and how it helped move your business forward. Alrighty, thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.